We were already excited for this coming week, right, JT? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, seven state championship games to be held at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. And uh, one of the teams from Stark County will be kicking things off on Thursday night when Maslin plays Hoban like everybody was hoping for from week one. Well, it's coming to fruition on Thursday night, 7 o'clock. We'll have it for everybody here on WHBC and Mix 94.1. So there was excitement already in the air. And then even more excitement as we got the news today that the OHSAA and Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium, Hall of Fame Village, are expanding their uh, years of having the state championship games in Canton through, I believe it's going to be 2026 now. And to Mm -hmm. talk all about that, let's go to the hotline and bring in from the OHSAA, good friend of the show, Tim Street. Tim, thanks for joining us. How are you today? I'm good, uh, Kenny, JT, good to be with you again. And, yeah, it's uh, definitely an exciting week, and you're absolutely right. A lot more exciting news for Stark County and Canton today. So the decision to extend it, Tim, what does that come down to for for people wondering, okay, because you're going to get people maybe from the southern part of the state, why can't we have it back at at Ohio State because it's closer for us, we don't have to travel as far. But you guys have made that decision. What's it come down to? Sure. Well, and you're right that there, there. Whenever you don't have your state championship in any sport in the middle of the state, you'll hear a couple chirps about that. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, I think people that are from the southwest part of the state that have been to uh, Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton, they see what uh, there is to offer there, and they get it. And you know, it's a similar uh, situation in a lot of our sports. You know, people head down to Wright State University in Dayton. For the volleyball state tournament, they see how uh, a great experience that is. So it's something that we navigate, but but definitely uh, we just have a great home there in Canton for the football state finals. And um, our current three-year contract expires uh, after this year's state championships. So the conversation started back in the summer, to be honest with you. And um, Jim Porter there uh, at the Hall of Fame and Doug Butte, our executive director, have had a, a, a number of conversations, and um, uh, it, it led to uh, the, the fun event today there at the, the luncheon club where Doug Ute was able to say that we've reached an agreement for a new three-year contract, and as you mentioned, that'll keep us there in Canton through 2026. Tim, it was a beautiful thing when we used to split the games between Fawcett Stadium and Maslin's Paul Brown Tiger Stadium. For us here in the city of Canton, it's even more important now. And how much did the Hall of Fame Village come into play with this? Because as you had mentioned, and we knew from years past that maybe some of the teams and some of the schools from down south didn't look too fondly about a four-hour drive or however long it took them to get here. But with this village really coming to fruition now and other things being added almost daily how much does that come into play and now maybe you want to come to canton well it it definitely comes into play uh and there is no doubt about it and uh the hall of fame itself you know it's it's an amazing uh campus now and the hall of fame itself is just so different now than it was 10 years ago even five years ago. So it is truly a destination. And, and we try to uh, explain it that way as well. And uh, the folks at the Hall of Fame are, are great at promoting uh, their, their museum and their hall, and, and as they should. So we have, uh, we have tried to explain that as best we can to, uh, to folks when they ask about that. Kind of interesting, though, no Cincinnati teams in the state finals this year. Right. So that, yeah. <laughs> that usually doesn't happen. Yeah. Usually we have at least one Cincinnati team. 
But uh, certainly, uh, you're absolutely right. The, the the things that continue to go up in the village and between the dining and the entertainment and the shopping it is truly uh, a destination. And uh, we will we, we started doing that a little bit this year. I think everyone will see even more of that next year where we, we just uh, say, look, look at all these things you can do when you come to the state finals. And let's check out some state championship football, too. So it is definitely... Uh, an all-encompassing uh, getaway weekend experience for sure. Happy to have with us from the OHSAA, Tim Street. Finals are happening Thursday, Friday, Saturday at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium and will be happening uh, through the year 2026, which is great news for this. And who knows what the uh, the village will look like by 2026, Tim. They, they keep adding something, it seems like, every week to that place, and I'm sure it's going to be different for you uh, every time you come up here to see what else has been added. I think the one thing we can all uh, agree on for sure is that it will look different in by 2026. You yeah. know, there, there's still uh, I see the the uh, things on the, the the village map of this is where this is going to be and this is where that's going to be. So, you know, we uh, I remember talking uh, uh, certainly with a lot of folks, but um, over the last well, probably six, six or seven or eight years. Uh, about what was to come uh, there at the village and just how exciting that is. And I mentioned it today in the press release that, um, you know, how, you know, looking back on it, um, what a coincidence, uh, ironic, whatever you want to say, that, you know, um, the uh, the football finals were back here in Columbus in 2014, 15, and 16. And the way it, everything worked out, it, it turned out that, those years were when they tore down Fawcett Stadium and built new Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium and, and started building the village uh, around it. Um, so just uh, a, a, great, uh, a great stroke of fortune for all involved that when we were away for a few years, that's when uh, things really took off there in Canton with the Hall of Fame and the village. And um, I think we'll be there for a long time for sure. Tim, some of the questions that we get quite often on the Kenny and JT show, obviously we're going to go back to the parochial versus public school argument, and we go back and forth on it. Heck, we've been doing that ever since they've had a playoff. Uh, Do you still receive a lot of questions regarding should there be a playoff with a parochial only versus public only? And if not, where does Glenville fall in with all this? Is Glenville a public high school or is it open enrollment and kind of like an academy now? Well, Glenville is definitely a public school. I can I can tell you that, and uh, we we would need a, a staffer here in our office to explain exactly their uh, dynamics of their school. Certainly, but they are definitely a public school. Um, but no, to to answer your first question though, you know, will the debate of uh, public versus private uh, continue on for years to come? Yes, you know that that's one of those debates that certainly is. Uh, it's always going to be there. Um, our philosophy for 120 years has been that public and non-public schools uh, are together. Um, a lot of them are in the same conferences together. Um, we we believe that they should all be in the same uh, association. And the thing that I tell people is uh, be careful what you wish for, uh, because if there would be separation where, where the OHSA would put non-public schools into their own division, or even multiple divisions, but if there is that separation, there there is a very strong uh, probability 
that they would form their own association. Mm-hmm. And um, if, if you think there's some issues now, wait till that would happen because that would be uh, um, e- even more of an issue. So, okay. you know, there, there certainly uh, is going to be that debate for a long time. And, and there are certainly, um, I see both sides of that, but um, I, our philosophy is that uh, we, we want all of our schools together. Um, now, are public and private schools different? Absolutely, they're different. And, and uh, the competitive balance uh, process uh, is in place and, and addresses a lot of that. You can't address it all because, for example, um, if you're a large non-public school, there, there's nothing other than Division One. You know, those big schools are going to be in Division One. So we, we certainly will navigate that. But um, look, look at Springfield. You know, Springfield, the number 12 seed in the region, knocked off Moeller the last three years to get to the state championship game. So um, certainly there, there are things you can point to to say that, hey, the system is in place and that it's not always going to be public versus private. Certainly um, there are a lot more storylines than that. But, um, but uh, it, the debate will rage on. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. that. Ohio High School Athletic Association Director of Communications is Tim Street joining us right now on the Kenny and JT Show. Tim, another question I get asked all the time. Seven divisions in football in the playoffs and the championship. Why isn't there more divisions in basketball or other sports? Mm-hmm. Yeah, great question. Um, and, and actually, that's a topic that our board of directors uh, and our staff is working through right now. Um, and uh, there, there could even be some news that comes out about that. Um, so that actually uh, Thursday afternoon in Canton, uh, our board of directors and all of our district athletic boards uh, will get together for a, a big meeting. And uh, that, that's one of the topics is to have that discussion. So, uh, you know, nothing is imminent, but certainly, um, you know, is for the right number of divisions for basketball, uh, for baseball, for softball. You know, we have three divisions for boys and girls soccer. So, you know, certainly that's something that our board and uh, Executive Director Ute are, are talking about right now. Um, and uh, and so everyone's aware, Ohio has more schools in our divisions in the tournament than almost any other state. So, you know, think about boys basketball. There's, there's almost 185 schools in a division in boys basketball, you got to be the best of 185. Uh, look at the states around us, and you got to be the best out of, in, in some cases, 100 or 80. So certainly, we have a lot of schools in our divisions. Uh, our board is looking at that very seriously right now, and uh, there could even be a proposal that comes out here soon. All right, Tim, I've got to ask you this question, and it's not going to be a popular one maybe from your guys' perspective, but this is what we heard the entire playoffs long. Why is it $15? Why so much uh, to go to a high school football playoff game? Uh, what's the OHSA doing to us? A lot of fans voiced their displeasure about that as we went through uh, this six-game uh, you know, game process leading up uh, to the weekend. So what would you say to those fans questioning that? Sure. Well, you know, one thing to clarify is that throughout the regional playoffs, the tickets were $12 for adults and $9 for students. Um, okay. I paid $10 a game to go to my local high school game. I don't know what the regular season ticket prices are around there. but um, So I want to always say that first. You know, $12 for adults, $9 for students. That was during regionals. Um, initially, our, our cash price, if you wanted to pay cash, that was fifteen dollars. Uh, we can talk about that for a while. There, there's there's really good reasons why the cash price was higher. 
Um, certainly then the state legislature got involved and we, we had to knock that back down to the same price um, at, uh, for cash and online. Um, now we're in the state tournament and the state championship games. You're looking at $13 for a student and 16 uh, for an adult. So certainly those prices are going to be higher. Um, I think they were actually $17 a couple years ago. So this year they're not quite that expensive. But certainly 80% of our revenue for the whole year um, comes from people buying tickets at tournament games. And uh, we have 28 sports that we sanction. Um, and the thing I, I equate it to is Ohio State football. Look at Ohio State football. Their ticket prices are, are very high. Certainly they are. But they are using that revenue to fund 36 sports at OSU. And we're not right. a whole lot different in the sense of we have 28 sports and four of them make some kind of revenue. Certainly football is the top. And so I always tell people, you know, if you want a girls gymnastics tournament, if you want a golf tournament, if you want, you know, a field hockey tournament, which we have all those, do we make money on the football tournament? We do, and we better because we have 28 sports, and we don't want to cut any of them. We want to give all those student-athletes an opportunity to uh, compete for their school and their community. So, um, you know, that, that's why ticket prices are the way they are. Happy to have with us Tim Street from the OHSAA. He and his team getting ready along with all the teams that will be playing in the seven state championship games for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Here's the lineup for everybody out there. Uh, if uh, you know you want to come to these games, uh, pick one, pick all seven. Uh, Thursday, the standalone game, Tim, Maslin versus Hoban, 7 o'clock. The question we got on that, well, why is D2 uh, the feature game? And that one is the only one on Thursday night. Uh, were you guys expecting Hoban and Maslin to get there and it's the biggest draw, or is that just by chance? Well, I wouldn't necessarily call it the feature game because um, we, we look at all seven as being uh, the feature game. You know, we have seven state championship games. We look at them all the same. Um, you know, when we went to seven divisions, well, let me back up a second. You know, when we had six divisions, we played three on Friday and three on Saturday. When we right. went to seven divisions, we cannot play four games in one day. So you got to put one game either on Thursday night or Sunday afternoon. Um we, we, at this point, cannot play uh, at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium on a Sunday. So that means we're going to play one game on Thursday night. What, you know, back when we started doing this, maybe six or seven years ago, we did wait until later in the playoffs to decide what game had the best likelihood of having two Northeast Ohio schools, and often it was Division II. Um, we went ahead and announced that a few weeks ago, what the schedule would be. Um, and, you know, there's certainly the probability that it's going to be two Northeast Ohio schools in Division Two. There, there's always the Cincinnati school that may make it. This year that was Anderson. Um, in the past it's been Winton Woods. Um, it's been Loveland. Uh, but this year um, Maslin knocked off uh, Anderson, and, and so we did not have a Southwest Ohio school coming up. So, you know, it's a little bit strategic, sure, um, uh, but, uh, you know, there's always the chance that a Southeast, Southwest Ohio school could be in the finals, which, um, you know, I, I should mention LaSalle, too. You know, LaSalle right. won a state title on a Thursday night. So um, it, there, there's a lot that goes into it, 
Um, but certainly uh, we're all excited uh, to see a, a big crowd there on Thursday night. Tim, I want to ask you about the length of the season. Uh, I know you love it. We love it because we're honks and we can't get enough of high school football. But some of the coaches that we've interviewed on this program feel that the season may be a little bit too long. Your, your thoughts on that? Well, you know, the, the one thing I'll say is that schools want a 10-week regular season. You know, uh, uh, I'll give you one example um, is the state of Indiana has an eight-game regular season, and then everyone makes the playoffs, and their playoffs goes on a little longer than ours does, but they only play eight regular season games. So one of the things we talked about with expansion is should we shorten the regular season? Our schools were very adamant that no, they don't want to shorten the regular season. They want a 10-week regular season because you want your five home games. You know, we, we talked right. about revenue with ticket sales. Schools want five home regular season games. Uh, that's a lot of revenue. That funds a lot of the various parts of their athletic department. So we want to keep a 10-week regular season. When we expanded the playoffs by a round, that made it a six-week postseason. Now, is 16 games a lot? Yeah, it is. Um, now, the one thing I'll say, though, is the schools that make it to week 16, so that's the 14 schools we're talking about right now, my guess is they had several games this year that might have been lopsided. Uh, I think there were. And so, you know, we're not talking NFL week-by-week situations here. So a lot of these schools had blowouts during the season. I know the school that I go watch went three rounds deep in the playoffs. Their starters played into the fourth quarter like in five games this year. So I'm just throwing that out as as some information that – Sure. Um, you know, uh, schools that make it to week 16, it's not like they've had 15 straight weeks of knockdown dragout games. So, you know, certainly uh, 16 is a lot, but we don't want to shorten the regular season. Um, we can talk about the uh, the playoff expansion uh, if you'd like, but um, you know, we're we're good with 16 schools per region, and and when you do that, that means a six week uh, six week playoff system here. So. Certainly, though, it's one of those things that we're going to keep talking about. We're going to continue to talk with our board about. Um, it, it's not uh, set in stone forever. So we'll, we'll see uh, uh, every year how, how it goes and if we need to adjust. Yeah, that's uh, one of the interesting things that uh, some of the coaches talked to me. They said, at least there's an open dialogue, which is good, right? And, and one of the things we heard, Tim, and I don't know, maybe you heard this in discussions with the coaches, was, hey, top four teams maybe get a bye. At least give those top four teams uh, a week off, and then uh, you know the the other teams uh, match up, and then uh, that way it's only fifteen weeks for the top seed uh, or the top four teams, and that regular season then means something. Is that something that has been discussed in the past? Well, and and, and you guys might remember this, but back um, this was right before COVID hit. Uh, the Football Coach Association uh, proposed that very thing that they proposed. Um, that 12 schools per region get in the playoffs and the top four have a bye. Um, okay. So I'll, I'll say that first. You know, uh, when, in the COVID year, when, when everyone got into the playoffs and we saw how that played out, that's why we said, well, let's just make it 16. So, you know, those top four teams don't have a bye. Now, speaking of playing 16 weeks, the, the top four seeds in each region, those are the schools I'm talking about that, that probably didn't have to play their starters into the fourth quarter for several games. Um, so, 
you know, it, it's one of those things, though, that, like we mentioned, we continue to talk about, um, and, and we will continue to do so. But uh, I, I really think that um, that 16 schools per region is is here to stay, but definitely we'll keep talking about it. Um, the, the other thing, too, is, as you mentioned, the, the dialogue still still is there, and, and it always will be there. And don't forget, too, that our board of directors, uh, our current school administrators, uh, they are elected by the schools in their districts. And so they, they have uh, a lot of things um uh that they think about uh when we make those kinds of decisions and and safety is certainly one of those uh so um we we want people to know that it's not our staff here in columbus that makes all those decisions we do lean heavily on our board of directors that's why we love having you on so we get all the information out there to the people listening that go to these games uh, and hopefully that answers a lot of their questions last thing tim street we'll, we'll let you go and we appreciate your time uh any advice for people coming to the games or anything you want, uh, you know, uh, listeners and fans of high school football that will be making their way to Stark County for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday games uh, to know? Anything out there? Well, certainly get your ticket ahead of time. Uh, go to ohsaa.org slash tickets, and that's where you can buy your ticket ahead of time. Uh, there are no cash sales for tickets at the gates. So that's our, our big uh, um, FYI point for this week. We're at a professional venue, not a high school. So buy your tickets ahead of time. Um, lots of parking. Uh, there's probably more parking now in the village and around the village than what we've had in a while. Um, parking is $10. Uh, that, that's a, a, a Hall of Fame village uh, expense uh, that they will charge. Um, stadium park lot uh, on the other side of the highway is free. I'll mention that. Um, but, yeah, I, I would say um, uh, you can carry in blankets, you can carry in coats. Um, there, there are metal detectors at, at every gate, uh, and there are three gates this year. Um, but, uh, yeah, get your tickets online ahead of time. Make sure you see those uh, in your email on your phone and be ready to show the barcode and come in and uh, yell like hell. Yeah, absolutely. Cheer for your team and see if your team can bring home a state championship at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. Hey, Tim, we always appreciate the time, the uh, answers to the questions that we get uh, as hosts and everything like that. Uh, We look forward to seeing you and your team throughout the week starting Thursday night as we'll be doing our show from 3 to 7 from the press box leading up to the Maslin game uh, against Tobin. Thanks so much uh, all season long, and uh, we'll catch up this weekend, all right? All right, Kenny, JT, great talking with you.